Hi everyone, it's Courtney again. Um, today is November 9th, 2018, and I'll be talking about Mary Ellen Stevens' Soko Basin's piece entitled Passamaquoddy Girl. Now I know after last week where I kind of talked about a sad topic and a sensitive topic, um, this week I wanted to explore the beauty and the depth of Soko Basin's extremely moving piece, in which you can see this change in tone as she continues throughout the poem. She goes from an innocent mindset of a proud Indian girl to dealing with unfairness of these new individuals who really know nothing about how proud the Passamaquoddy people are, and she becomes fairly bitter yet regains her composure and realizes how proud of an Indian woman she is. So this week I'm going to read you guys the poem, and it starts out, A proud Indian girl grows up on the reservation takes a walk to the white community. She knew nothing of them. She was greeted with laughter. She was treated unfairly, for she did nothing to them. She was called a redskin. She looked upon herself and saw only brown skin. She wonders what is wrong with them. She is called an Apache with a sneer. She says, I am Passamaquoddy, eyes full of tears. She asks herself, what have I done to them? They make funny noises imitating her language. She says to them, I know two languages. Doesn't that mean anything to you? But to them, they only know one language, the language of hate. She asks herself, what have I done to them? They don't know her, still they condemn. She committed no crime, still they prosecute. Stones of injustice are thrown at her. Her heart starts to fill with bitterness. She could proclaims her hate for them. Years of ignorance go by. Then she realized what was happening. She was getting to be just like them. She says, I am not one of them. I will not condemn all of them, for I am Passamaquoddy, a proud Indian woman. So after reading this piece and hearing this piece, it's so meaningful. It's also super impactful. And if you sit and think about the words, if you think about the meaning, it's so prevalent in the world today. Mary Ellen Stevens Soka Basin puts so much passion into this piece. And she starts with a sense of innocence, <laughs> referencing an Indian girl growing up on a reservation. And then the speak all the piece also spoke for many individuals who endure racism due to their backgrounds. And it was heartbreaking to read through the piece and see her develop the sense of bitterness and resentment toward them because you never really consider that when things like this are happening. But going off of things like this happening, things like this happen every single day and we don't even realize it. Now, I'm not going to get political and bring in all the politics that are happening, but we just need to be aware of what's happening. We need to be aware of words do hurt. Words sing, and especially if you're talking about someone's culture and how proud they are of their culture, it hits even harder. There are instances of this every single day. The racism, the prejudice, all of that. You can find it in the schoolyard or on the bus or even in a restaurant. Because there are still people who let their ignorance hinder their lives and they don't allow themselves to have an open mind.
because they have these assumptions of a certain group of people. So they consider anyone that even resembles the culture to instantly be connected with everyone else. And then they're all treated negatively. And looking into the instance of being in a classroom setting or a schoolyard setting, yes, it happens that young. These children are learning from the older generation to be cruel and hateful to specific groups of people. And I'll be honest, personally, I'm going into the teaching world. So I have to do observations and work in classrooms. And one time when I was in a classroom working there, there was a student of a different background than me who learned from somewhere that he didn't have to respect white women, looked me in the face and said, I don't have to listen to a little white girl. I was shocked. This is how children are talking to adults. Can you imagine how they talk to each other? I cannot even imagine. Now, the point of this podcast was not for me to sit here and give you a lesson on racism or even explain my experiences. It's to talk about The Peace by Mary Ellen Stevens Basin, Pat's McQuaddy Girl. And one interesting thing that she does in this piece is she uses them but she puts them in quotation marks and she identifies them as just a group of people. She doesn't directly address anyone. She doesn't specifically call out anyone. And I think that was a very bold move. She knew exactly who she was talking about, yet maybe there was something when she was writing that she felt she didn't deserve. Not she didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve the recognition because they treated her so poorly. They treated her people so poorly. And if I was in her position, I would do the same thing. This group stole the innocence from a young girl and turned her into a hateful individual that admitted to ignorance. And people don't realize that that's what happens. They change people. And that that's not right. And looking deeper into the piece, it kind of reflects a piece from the Penobscot section of Donlin Voices, where there's an author by the name of Rhonda Frey. She wrote a very similar piece entitled Growing Up with Stereotypes, a Native Woman's Perspective. And I feel that this piece directly connects to Passamaquoddy Girl as Frey sits and discusses the injustices she's endured, the stereotyping she's gone through as a Native American woman in society. And in reading the piece, just the first few lines alone give a sense of innocence, similarly to um, Passamaquoddy Girl. So the first line reads, Growing up, I don't recall hearing we were of a different culture. As a child, I would dance in the summers at Chief Pulo's teepee for the tourists. But even then I thought, everyone does this sort of thing in their communities. This was just a way for me to earn money. And that just, it's just a sense of, it is a sense of innocence, not to be repetitive, but it's a sense of innocence. Like, she didn't know that she was dancing to entertain people. She was just doing it to do it. And she kind of carries through this innocence until she discusses an instance in sixth grade where she said she began to see the differences but prior to that she said she'd never known color she 
like she knew there were differences, but she just didn't understand why. And that innocence stuck with me because we all encounter it. I know that personally, when I was much younger, being born and raised in a primarily white neighborhood, it was kind of strange for me to see someone that was different. And I only knew there was a difference due to the reactions of others around me. And no, I'm not saying that my family was racist by any means, but they did have a particular way they acted when we weren't around people that looked like us or acted like us or did the same things culturally that we did. So I feel like unintentionally it was passed down to me. And, um, yeah. So I guess I'll continue to talk about Rhonda Frey for a little bit. So in her piece, stereotypes follow her throughout her life, just as they follow everyone. Each and every person on this planet has some form of judgment, whether intentional or not, and they put it onto others. It is difficult to read that she didn't fit in over there when referring to people of a different culture and her trying to fit in with them. Um, It's just difficult to even think about it. Like, she was judged for being herself, yet also when she was in a community of people just like her, she was judged for not knowing as much about the culture as they did. And that there's two ways of people being judgmental in regard to culture, and I don't think that should be a thing. Sorry, personal blurb there, but judgment is out there, and people are mean, and it's so terrible that this is just a snippet of what happens every day. Children are growing up with this mindset, as I previously mentioned. They grow up with the mindset not to appreciate differences, but rather to ignore you or humiliate individuals, like my previous example, because people are different. It really is heartbreaking at how stereotypes of one person can build an entire reputation of a culture, of a race, of a religion. So as I mentioned, Fronda Frey's realization of the prominence of stereotypes within her community really broke my heart. Like, I read that, and it just, it made me upset. Like, She had an experience at school where she was accused of something and she went home to talk to her mother about it in which her mom responded with the people over there just don't like us. And that's where you sit and you think about it. You're like, who, why, why don't they like us? What did we do for them not to like us? And people just accept it. They just go, oh, they don't like us or we don't like them. And I think that's so messed up. Like, she, um, Rhonda Frey went on to explain how she started to notice the differences and how she found out what people thought about her. So, in the piece, she said that she began to hear the differences. And then, quote, I found out that I was no good, that I was dirty. Even though I showered every day and took baths, I was still dirty. I was still trash. End quote. 
keep in mind, she's in sixth grade figuring this out. That's a lot for a sixth grader to understand, to hear, to even deal with on a daily basis. Think about if you're in sixth grade and someone's coming up to you and saying, oh, you stink, even though you know you took a shower last night or you took a shower this morning and you brushed your teeth this morning, but they're just going off of what other people are saying. Moving along, she explained a way that media kind of helped her see the differences by watching John Wayne movies. And she explained that she began to build a resentment towards John Wayne, towards the cowboys, and due to everything that was being presented to the public and how our people were being represented. So I appreciate you guys sitting with me and listening through my back and forth between Mary Ellen Stevens, Soka Basin, and Rhonda Frey. But I feel like they're super prevalent and super connected in the topics that they discuss and in what they are fighting for almost to get people to realize there are stereotypes out there, to get people to realize that people take it to heart. And there's actually a really touching portion of Susan's piece where she discusses um she mentions how she's come to a realization that although there are stereotypes although there are people that'll sit out there and be hateful that if you become hateful back you are no better than them you're no better than the people that sat there and ridiculed you because you have the same mindset um she realized her ignorance was just that it was ignorance and she didn't like how ignorant she had become she didn't like how hateful she had become and she stated that she didn't want to be like them she wouldn't condemn each and every person for the way that people treated her and that she regained her sense of pride in being herself in her people and it's just an absolutely beautiful way to end the piece and I'm not going to add too much more onto that because it is such a beautiful way to end the piece so I'm going to read the last couple lines of the poem again and you guys can just sit and think about that um she says she was getting to be just like them she says I am not one of them I will not condemn all of them, for I am Passamaquoddy, a proud Indian woman. And that's just beautiful. And I think I'm going to end here for today because I just have no word for how beautiful that was. Um, thanks for listening and see you next week.